Welcome one, welcome all to the 8th episode of the M60 Podcast. I am your host, John Waltz. It is the 31st of August at the time of this recording in the lovely year or the lovely shit show as we like to call 2020. I really, really am not sure where to go with the direction of my opening monologue for this show at this point in time. So many things have happened over the last, I guess it's been five months since I've gotten behind this microphone and done any kind of recording. I do a lot of my recording kind of off the hip and off the top of my head, if you can't tell. And I've got to say... I'm really, really starting to get fed up with the citizenry of the United States of America, both men and women. I am really, really fed up with how we've been treating each other, with how we've been reacting to every little blurb and every little miscellaneous piece of garbage that we see on television, on our social media feeds, and whatnot. What's going on in this country right now is wrong. It is very wrong. People being accosted for having the wrong political beliefs, people being censored and all but shut down because they have the wrong political beliefs, because they have the wrong belief or wrong outlook on this clown show, on this epic failure that we've called the coronavirus response. And what, what do we have to show for, for all of our efforts? The rest of the world is laughing at us. We hate each other. You can't even broach tough tough topics. You can't even broach serious topics with people before they easily dismiss you. I I don't know where to go from here. I, I don't know what to say. This show is supposed to be an uplifting show for men. It's supposed to be a show that gives men hope. It's supposed to be a show that gives men action steps. It's supposed to be the type of show where you don't go and listen to to be depressed, where where you can come away with a hope-filled feeling, but what 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 are you supposed to how am I supposed to get behind this microphone and and deliver a message of hope and deliver a ty- any type of action steps for for men to take when when all I can see out there is is this bullshit that's going on we are we are rioting in the streets over things that have happened we we are rioting rioting in the streets and destroying property and yelling and screaming at each other losing friendships losing family relationships over incom- incomplete information. And what, what do I mean by that? Well, let's take this very recent... Uh, I'll just... I'll, I'll get right into it. This, this very recent incident that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin involving Jacob Blake. The, this has started to come to a head and has started to I, I, I just I can't believe the reaction that we're having to this this man Jacob Blake was not a good man he was not he sexually assaulted a woman showed up at her house he was not breaking up, up a fight 
he, he wasn't being the good Samaritan in this situation. That came out from the Wisconsin Department of Justice. And Wisconsin is a Democrat-led state. Okay, it's, these people aren't these people aren't walking around wearing MAGA hats all the time in the Wisconsin Department of Justice. Jacob Blake was not there to break up a fight. He showed up at a place where he didn't belong. This woman's house that he showed up to, she had a restraining order on him. He had a rap sheet as long as my fucking forearm. And the police showed up, and they tried to de-escalate the situation. But he instead decided to be a moron, which is kind of what happens when you see a lot of these officer-involved incidents that seem to go viral, that people seem to have strong reactions for. He resisted arrest. He fought with the officers. He had a weapon in his hand or was going to his vehicle to get a weapon because he did not want to go to jail or go back to jail. And and he resisted arrest, and he was shot for it. He was shot for it. He he's not some type of a martyr. And now we've got people in every single professional sports league and all over the place taking away from everybody else because they believe. A lie. They believe a misnomer. They believe a viral video. Hell hath no fury like a moron with a smartphone and a Twitter account. I can tell you that. That's what 2020's taught me. I'm very careful about how I act in public these days because I know that every brain dead individual out there can just as easily whip out their stupid smartphone and put me on Twitter and I'll be halfway around the world out of context in about 30 seconds. That is wrong. That is one of the takeaways that I'm going to try and work into this this episode. Is that before you react, before you before you destroy property, before you riot, before you get into some kind of an uprising, learn the facts of the situation. Learn the facts of what happened. In almost every single event that I can think of off the top of my head over the last six years, ever since this Black Lives Matter bullshit started, there has been more context to be added to it. There has been more context to be added to these situations that, hey, you know, a lot of it paints the quote-unquote victims in a different light. And a lot of it creates a little bit more sympathy with the cops. A lot of it shows that, you know, in that situation, would you have reacted any differently? I, and if you say yes, I, you, you probably don't know yourself very well. Your, your level of self-knowledge and your level of having all the facts your your level of of complete decision making is probably very lacking i can i can tell you that and yet people people will people can organize people will organize a riot and they'll organize a protest more quickly and more efficiently than they'll they'll put more effort into that into being angry and acting like there's some type of a victim than they will in gathering all the facts of of the situation second second thing second takeaway that I, that I want to talk about in this monologue is that I don't care what color your skin is I don't care what if you're male or female I, I don't care your age you're you're not a victim you you are not a victim um, unless you have had a legitimate crime perpetrated against you you are not a victim i i am i am not a victim i am not financially career wise i would say that i'm not exactly in the situation that i want to be in life at the moment however I, at this point, 
I am a product of my decisions that I've made throughout the course of my life. Some of my decisions I think are good. Some of my decisions I think haven't been so good. And we can break that down and we can talk about that in a little more detail maybe in the future. I don't know. But what I do know is that I am not I, I'm not the victim of I'm not the victim of a giant corporation. I'm I'm not the victim of I'm not the victim of the Republicans or the Democrats. I, I am a free person living in a free society and, and still probably the freest society, at least for the moment that we have. I'm not a victim. You are not a victim. If you are within the sound of my voice at this point, you are not a victim. You have the ability to make decisions and you have the ability to change your life and to put your life on course to be in the United States of America, you are a product of your decisions. That comes with being in a free society. You have the freedom to succeed and you have the freedom to fuck up. A lot of your early life, that's what happens. You make bad decisions. You learn from them. You move on. You are not a victim. You are not a victim. You are not oppressed in the United States. This isn't 1960 anymore. You have the capability. It might be tough because of the, decision, the decisions that your parents have made and how you were brought up. It might be a little more difficult. But you've got to realize that your path to success in life is not through being an entertainer or an athlete or being a quote-unquote entrepreneur. Sometimes, sometimes just hard work, due diligence, working at something that you enjoy or are passionate about or something that you can do well will lead you out of your current situation. It takes time. That is the one thing that we have lost in this society is realizing how much time and how much effort something takes. It takes time to be good at anything. It takes time to be successful at anything. You're not going to miraculously become a great entertainer if you want to be a great entertainer you're not going to miraculously become a great athlete you're not going to necessarily become a great mathematician or a great scientist it's going to take time and effort but acting like that those who have already been successful and those who are already in those positions are somehow holding you down or keeping you down is totally inaccurate if you do have a smartphone, chances are you probably are listening to this podcast on a smartphone. Did you know that with that smartphone and with a high-speed internet connection, you have the wealth of the world's knowledge in your pocket? You can get on YouTube and you can learn pretty much anything that you want on YouTube. When I have kids, college is going to be optional for them. If you have kids, college should be optional for them. Colleges, have, colleges and universities these days have turned into a giant cesspool and a giant joke. And that's where a lot of these people who are, who are rioting and who are acting like they are so much on the right side of history and so much that, they're, that they virtue signal, that's, that's where they're learning this BS from. I saw it at Middle Tennessee State 10 years ago when I tried to go back. All of the quote-unquote activism is just a way for kids to stomp their feet. You're going to protest situations that you have no direct 
outcome on that you have no direct way to affect, you know what that makes you? That just makes you a whiner. That makes you one of those people that sits along the sideline and is crit- and, and is so critical of people. And it's infected every portion of our society. People don't know the facts of situations and they act like they're victims and they act like they're oppressed. And LeBron James, you may not hear this, but you, you know what? In my eyes, you are a shitty human being. You are a great basketball player, but you are a shitty teammate and you are a shitty human being. You are an egomaniacal piece of trash. Anyone who has the self-professed nickname of King James needs to have their ego knock down a few pegs. And unfortunately, on the basketball court, that hasn't really happened because of some God-given talents that you have and because of your work ethic towards basketball. I applaud you for your work ethic towards basketball, but you have a lot to learn about what it means to be a public figure. You have a lot to learn about what it means to be some type of transcendent or unifying figure. And I think you're trying to strive for this because athletes of your previous generation have been applauded more than you have in that arena. You want to be like Muhammad Ali. You want to be like Michael Jordan. You want to be like Bill Russell. You want to be like those guys who are applauded for their character on and off the court. But you can't even scratch the surface of their greatness, their greatness of character. You can't even scratch the surface of that. That's why you wear the number six. That's why you wore the number 23. Because you wanted to be like them. Anybody who can't see your ego shine through, anybody who doesn't think that you're just an egomaniacal piece of garbage who happens to be good at basketball is blind. And people in the younger generation look up to you and somehow think that you're all-knowing. You, you might call yourself King James, but you don't have the wisdom of a king. You are severely lacking in wisdom, and you are severely lacking in leadership. This year has been hard on everybody. Thank God there's only three months left. Thank God we've only got about 60 days until the election, and we can at least get that behind us. Ignorance, lack of information, no accountability, it has seeped into every aspect of American life. And it is wrong. And we need to take a stand to stop, to stop it. I'm not talking to just men. I'm talking to women. Anybody who's in any type of a leadership role, remember, you are not a victim. You need to have the facts about situations and about reality to make informed decisions and to move forward in your life and to actually have accurate talking points. We are so reactionary in this day and age and it is causing our country to crumble because no one will take the time to use any common sense or any wisdom. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired I'm tired of seeing people marching down the street and acting like they're some type of victim or they're, they're oppressed. I'm tired of seeing our history erased. I'm tired of walking on eggshells when I talk. I'm tired of talk, walking on eggshells when I talk to my parents on the phone. I'm tired of walking on eggshells when I sit down and have a beer with somebody and try to have a conversation and worry about getting in into an into an argument over something something stupid that happened five states away the best thing that we can do as men is to make our own decisions based on the entire situations of reality that are presented to us. And if that means waiting a day or two, 
before we decide to join a protest, if that means waiting a day or two to get all the facts of a case, if that means sitting down and having a tough conversation with your son or your daughter about what's really going on in the world today, then you have to do that. No one else can do that for you. I'll be right back. Hey, new episode, new season, new recording location for the M60 podcast, and you know what that means, new sponsors. Well, hopefully new sponsors. If you are interested in contributing to the content that you see here in the creation of this show, you can hit me up on Patreon, link is in the show notes in the description, or you can hit me up via email if you're interested in doing any kind of sponsorship with this show. Just put in the subject line sponsorship and you can email me at m60podcast at gmail.com. That is the letter M, the number 60, podcast at gmail.com. Just be sure to put sponsorship in the subject line there. I've got a lot of exciting things coming for these next few episodes, so stay tuned. You know, one of the things that I didn't really touch on well that in that first segment that I feel like I need to touch on is my observation over this whole thing that's been happening since Memorial Day, at least this latest flare-up of protests, and is that people want the world to change. People want to see change in, in the world. People want people want things in their life to be easier. And sometimes sometimes life is uh, life is hard. Life is hard. Life is dirty. Life can get all over you, and it can feel like when you get in the shower in the evening that you're trying to wipe off three inches of mud all over yourself, and that's just life throwing garbage at you I, I can understand I can understand that I can understand people being upset with with life and with with their current situation the reason we gravitate towards movements like like the red pill movement getting back into the men's space the reason we gravitate towards movements like that, the reason why we gravitate towards movements like Black Lives Matter, and the reason we gravitate towards why some people gravitate towards wanting socialist and communist change in the United States, which is completely ignorant of world history, but I might get into that later in this segment or later in this podcast, I'm not sure just kind of going where my mind takes me. The reason that we gravitate towards that, the reason why we gravitate towards charismatic people is we like to frame ourselves as the victim because it's easy. It's not my fault. It's not, or I made the wrong decision here, and or 
I should have done something different, and therefore it's this person's fault. I've had bad things happen to me. One of the worst moments of my life was when I was fired in, 20, in 2010. It was one week after the May Day flood, and the owner of the facility that I was working at said he was not satisfied with the performance of my department, and therefore he was firing me. Now, in my private moments, sometimes I do feel animosity and, and feel... feel like a victim from that situation because I was rather unceremoniously fired at that point in time. And However, 10 years later, I can still dwell on that or I can try and move forward with my life. I can maybe look at the legitimate criticisms that he had towards me. I can maybe look at some of the things that I didn't do well in that position and try and improve those aspects of my life. Or I can just be mad because he was a wealthy man who owned this facility that I worked at and all wealthy people are evil and they really don't care about people like me. And I can start a crusade to take away from people who have more than me so I can get some of that in my pocket. Which is, complete, which is completely wrong thinking. It's... We gravitate towards being a victim because it's easy. It totally removes the amount of self-accountability that we have. It totally removes the responsibility and the acceptance of that responsibility of us. It is a vile way to think and it will never serve you, it will never serve others. That, that's kind of one of the issues that I have with the current men's movement online, is that, oh, well, Western society is stacked against us. Some, some men's movement and red pill content creators have that thinking, and it's very easy to pick up and perceive that, but then there's also some red pill creators out there who, men's movement creators out there who I really enjoy and really, really enjoy taking in their content because they move on, they try and move on from that. Maybe someday I'll get them on the show and talk to them a little bit and see, see what they have to think about victim mentality, but you don't you can you can bask or you can wallow that was something that one of my therapists told me a while back when i was feeling very very down and depressed about something that had happened in my life i can i can bask in god's love and and god's acceptance of me or I can wallow, I can be a victim, I can be of that poor, poor me mentality. And that's where a lot of this victimhood and a lot of, a lot of these people are coming from, is that they're victims of corporations, they're victims of the government, of, of the right-wing government, they're victims of, they're victims of Donald Trump. They're victims of the church. They haven't been given what they wanted out what they want out of life rather than working for it. I'm all about 
I'm all about equality, and that's equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. That's where the disconnect comes in. I have always tried to live my life in, in some phases of my life, in some seasons of my life. I've been able to live that. I've been able to accept the responsibility for the choices that I've made. And then there have been other seasons of my life where I felt stifled by the people around me and I felt stifled by my managers around me or whatnot rather than looking at myself in the mirror and just saying to myself hey you did a terrible job of handling that we like being the victims because it's easy I've played a lot of golf this summer because it's pretty much the only thing that you can do with with the COVID BS going on and one thing that I've learned about golf is that it can bring out the best in people because it's the only sport where you're not necessarily, in some instances in golf, you're not directly playing against someone else. You're playing against the course and you're playing against a standard established at that course. But it also brings out the worst in, in people and it can bring out the worst in me sometimes. I lose my temper over, you know, hitting a bad shot, hold myself to too high of a standard, blame other things for that shot going wrong. Oh, they didn't mow the greens right today. They, they didn't put the, the cup in right. They didn't. You know the lie was the lie was bad because they didn't do a good job of this. Well, this person was kind of grumpy with me at the turn, so that's why I'm having a bad a bad back nine. I, I, all of those situations have run through my head. Oh, I got distracted by this guy with the terrible swing on the range while I was trying to practice, or this guy shanked a ball and and hit me in the back of the ankle, which actually did happen about three months ago, I think. Um, that's kind of a funny story for another day, but it, it, it's easy to be a victim, but it's more difficult to accept that responsibility. It's more difficult to accept that ownership and say, hey, I may not have made a great career choice early on in life. I have the opportunity to fix that. I was not a good fit for this position. I have the opportunity to recognize that in further roles that I accept in my career. I may have lost my temper. It was my fault that I lost my temper with, with my kids. I know now that I can go through, that I can work through that. Some of the, some of the things that we want to see happen in the world comes from the, this victim mentality and you can't bring about the change that you want to see in the world through that victim mentality. You can't bring about change in the world with a closed fist. I'm sorry, it might feel like an empowering symbol. It might feel like an empowering... It might feel empowering to you, but you are not, you're not going to solve racism with a closed fist and burning things down. You're not going to solve racism by executing Trump supporters in the street like what happened in Portland over the weekend. You're not going to bring about these changes where it's more difficult for people of a certain ethnic background to excel in the world. You're not going to bring about those changes with a closed fist. You're not going to bring about those changes through rapid revolution. Jordan Peterson talks about this in his best-selling book, 
12 rules for life about being able to make your own bed and take care of your own self and taking care of your own circle of influence. How are you going to change the world and how are you going to change a system that's been in place for almost 300 years when you can't even make your bed, when you can't even, when you can't even balance a checkbook where you can't even write out a budget? How are you going to how how are you going to do anything any better than the current leadership of the country when when you don't know how to tie a tie when you have no idea how to change a tire when you have no idea how to drive yourself or be somewhere on time how are you going to really think about that how are you going to have any kind of influence on the world when you can't even take care of your own circle of influence and you have a circle of influence no matter what stage in life you are I'm not married I don't have any kids but I have a circle of influence of of certain friendships and of certain responsibilities that I have with with work and with other things that I've taken on in life with this podcast how how can I how can I bring about change when I do a poor job at one of those things that's one of the things that's that's actually one of the I guess insidious is the word that I'm thinking of. That's one of the insidious things about what happens to our youth at colleges and university. They're told and they're pumped up by their faculty and, and by administrators that you can change, you can bring about change in the world. You can be of great influence. You have you have what it takes. You have when the reality is these people on the way to class when they're being when they're being told all these things and they're that that they tripped over three piles of laundry and and they they had to wipe off the ramen noodles from their chin and put a little bit of mouthwash in so they didn't smell hungover on a Wednesday. We tell ourselves that. We can bring about change in the world if we do it enough by force. And yes, there have been changes and revolutions brought on by force. But those haven't ended well. If you want to bring about change in the world, start with yourself. Start with your circle of influence. Start with your relationships with your friends and family. Be the type of person who doesn't fly into a rage or fly into an argument every time you're presented with something that disagrees with you, with your preconceived notions. Don't be the person, don't be the person that, that thinks you're absolutely right about everything. Don't be that person. Please, we have enough of those people. And they're usually they're usually wrong about everything. Don't don't be like that person. Seek first to understand then to be understood. That's one of the greatest truths that I've ever come across in my life. I don't always do a great job of living like that. But what I do know is that if I try to understand someone, that puts me in a better spot for them to understand me. I don't 
I don't look at someone who's different from me and automatically judge them. Sometimes I do make judgments on things that I observe. That's true. We all do. But I'm not going to automatically ascertain that about someone the moment that I meet them. Some of the best and brightest people that I've ever met in my life, if I've actually met through a part-time job of delivering pizzas. I mean, you wouldn't think that people like that would be really great or really intelligent. Now, yeah, I, there, there were some stinkers in there for sure. I mean, there were, there were people in there that were as worthless as you think when someone who's with someone who's a pizza driver. I mean, I, I called them, I called them token full-timers because they were, you know, full-time pizza delivery guys because they were, they were either too lazy or too stupid to get a real job. And you kind of learned that about them after spending a shift or two with them. Like, yeah, this, this guy's going to commentate on, on world affairs. Yeah. Be the type of person in this world that someone can go to and someone can confide in. Be the type of person who won't get into those negative situations once you finally get in a position where you're out of them. Change yourself. Change your own individual culture. And over time, your influence will be influential on other people and they'll change their lives and their circumstances. Be the type of person who you can look up to, who you would want to look up to, who you would want your children to look up to. Don't be that person who thinks the only way out of your situation is to be some type of an entertainer or an athlete or some type of drug hustler or or something else like that. Make good decisions. You know right from wrong. Yeah, you may not agree with every law that's on the books. There's a time and a place to debate those and to fight those. We always hear the phrase, be the change that you want to see in the world. Well, the change that you want to see in the world is not going to come at the end of a closed fist. It's going to come at the end of an open hand. And that means understanding, empathizing, and doing what's right. Not active resistance. I'll be right back. Hey, this is what every podcast creator does, but I'm going to do this also. If you would, please like this episode, share this on your social media, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and tell me what you think, leave a review. All of those interactions and metrics are good. That shows that there is a lot going on with the show and that will get more exposure for me and it will be help me greatly in the creation of this content and making an overall better show and experience for you so if you could do that i would be extremely grateful so thanks and we'll be right back Welcome back to the M60 Podcast. In this final segment, I'm going to try and wrap everything up and talk about the broader concepts that we've discussed over the previous two segments and give you guys a little bit of homework. I know that things are tough. I know that 
everyone's a little bit more grouchy and a little bit more reactionary these days. But that's where you come in. You being that a little less reactionary, you being a little less grouchy, you being a little more empathetic, you being someone who waits to have all of the facts before making a judgment on a situation or deciding to take action in a situation, knowing the whole story before you do something like, oh, I don't know, boycotting your job or walking in a in a march, making sure you have all the facts about these cases and these inst- these stories that we're seeing here on the news, making sure that that you you know what you're talking about and what you're going into. Yes, there are there are problems in North America and in certain communities and certain demographics of the United States. I'm I'm not so blind that I completely ignore those or that that I deny the existence of those. I mean, I off and on I was a pizza delivery person for upwards of 12, 15 years, somewhere in there. And the thing about pizza delivery is that you see pretty much every neighborhood and every demographic because, I mean, let's face it, just about everybody likes pizza. So on one set of deliveries, I would go into a neighborhood where there were half-million-dollar houses or million-dollar houses that were right alongside a golf resort. And on the very next set of deliveries, I would go into a poor neighborhood where every house on that street was a trailer and in disrepair and stunk. And then I would have deliveries in between. And what I've come to realize is that if you observe people's behavior, if you observe the way they treat other people, especially the way people treat others in the service industry, you'll learn, A, what kind of person that individual is, and B, what kind of culture that individual comes from. If they come from a culture where they expect everything to be handed to them, where they are constantly coddled and attended to, or they're just given things to satiate their temper tantrums, then they are not going to treat people in the service industry very well. And if they come from... However, if someone comes from a culture where hard work is valued, if someone comes from a culture where treating people with respect and dignity is valued... You'll see that shine through in the way that they treat people who are trying to serve them. Now, I know if you are within the sound of my voice that you you may be hurting, you may be angry. But being a victim, acting like a victim, does nothing for you. To be... to, To change your life, to change your circumstances, you have to pay dues. You have to put in the work. Rich Cooper, Entrepreneurs in Cars, one of the more prominent figures in the men's movement, kind of how I got, quote unquote, involved in the men's movement. He and I disagree on a couple things, but a lot of the things that he says in his videos are pretty spot on. He was in a difficult situation and managed to overcome it. He has one of his phrases that he's kind of coined and adapted and made a part of his brand is do the work. You've got to do the work to get yourself out of a bad situation and not keep that victim mentality and not expect the government or somebody else to change your circumstances while you're holding a closed fist in the air or a closed fist in their face. You aren't going to change the world at the end of a closed fist. 
not for the better. You might change it temporarily, but you're going to turn right around and you're going to create new classes of people who, are, who perceive themselves as the victim. Victimizing someone else because you feel like a victim doesn't elevate you. It just tears them down to your level and keeps you at your level that you're not happy with. This mob mentality that's going on in the United States right now, nothing's going to satiate this mob. Nothing. It's never going to be good enough. People who have a victim mentality, who act like they're being oppressed by this boogeyman of systemic whatever-ism, nothing's going to be enough to satiate them. You've got to get out of that victim mentality. You've got to have change and impact on your own circle of influence. If your circle of influence is two people, then strengthen your relationships for the better with those two people. If your circle of influence is a hundred people, do what you can to grow your relationship for the better with those, with that hundred, those hundred people. Do what you can to get out of your difficult situation. If that means you have to work a little extra, then you have to work a little extra. If that means you have to put in extra hours doing, studying something, put in extra hours studying something. Jordan Peterson, I'll bring up that book again, 12 Rules for Life. One of the rules for life, clean your room. Make sure you have your stuff together. Make sure that you are a functional individual who can not only contribute to yourself and your circle of influence, but you can contribute to society as a whole. How are you going to tell me to, how to live my life? How are you going to tell the government how to run? How are you going to tell these large institutions how they should change when you still live at home in your parents' basement and you can't even fill a laundry hamper properly or take it to the laundromat and wash it properly? How are you going to act like how are you going to act like you have any other type of benefit other than a loud screeching voice? Tell me that. Yes, the United States is not perfect. We're we're not perfect. But we're the best the world has right now. And we're eating each other alive because we are so reactionary and we are so demanding and so coddled that we feel like everything should be either handed to us or because we don't have something that someone else has, we have to take it or we have to tear them down to our level so they're just as miserable as we are. That's not acceptable. That has to stop. And part of doing that is denying yourself. Part of doing that is having all of the facts in a given situation. Again, I'll go back to being reactionary. Being reactionary does not help anyone. You've got to have the entire situation. Have you ever heard the story? Have you ever heard the phrase? There are two sides to each story. I like this phrase even better. There are three sides to every story. There is your side to the story, there is my side to the story, and then there is the truth. And somewhere in the middle is where reality lies. You have got to get every aspect of data that you can about a story or about a given situation. You can't just let CNN or Fox News or MSNBC tell you entirely what's going on in the world because with some of those people, you're not even getting a quarter of the story. You're just getting one little nit nitpicky thing. You're just getting one little tidbit about the story that's taken out of context. Have you ever been taken out of context? It's, 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 it's a pain in the ass. I've been taken out of context before. Now, granted, it wasn't that big of a, an issue. It, wasn't, it didn't go viral, thank God. 
You know, the old saying, pain is temporary, the internet's forever. Thank God that when I was taken out of context and embarrassed myself that there weren't smartphones around. But make sure you have the context of a story. Make sure you have a context of the situation. Make sure that you know what's going on and that you know the truth. Please. Don't let your Trump derangement syndrome guide your life. Please. Don't become one of those people that whines and cries in the streets because you signed up for student loan debt that was too high because you thought you needed an education in lesbian dance theory. Please don't be that person. In order to lead others, you have to lead your life. That's what leading your life means. You have to have that circle of influence. You have to impact that circle of influence. You've got to improve your overall situation. You've got to do the work. You've got to pay the dues. You've got to have all of the information. That's the only way you can survive in a year like 2020. So that's your homework. Men, women, I'm only going to say men and women because there are only two genders. If you want to cancel me for that, cancel me for that. I don't care. I've been fired before. Lead your life. Don't wait on the government and don't wait on a movement that raises clenched fists in the air to change your life. Lead your life. Yes, have empathy for others. Yes, treat people with dignity, but make them earn your respect. I've done a bit of ranting and, and rambling and raving here in these last three segments. But these are the thoughts that have been on my mind and on my heart here over the last six months. Watching all this stuff unfold that we have no control over. Watching things be botched one after the other. Watching myself grow increasingly irritable and increasingly angered and increasingly frustrated yeah yeah it's it's tough out there in 2020 but that doesn't mean you have to stop leading your life that doesn't mean that doesn't give you an excuse that doesn't give you an excuse to tear others down that doesn't give you an excuse to act like a child So one more time, recapping everything. Do the work. Improve your circle of influence for the better. Get all of the information before you act. And lead your life. You're not a victim. Take action. This is the M60 Podcast.